0: Welcome to the Improvement Imminent podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we
1: ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. This is part A of your weekly walkthrough. Phil and I are going to start Monday, June 10th and go through Wednesday the 12th. So um, here it is. Starting Monday, our workout is going to be, it's an old main site workout and it is on the minute, five thrusters. You guys are going to do five thrusters every minute and every five minutes you will increase load. So this old main site workout was written The barbell started at 75 pounds for guys, 55 for gals, and it increased by 20 pounds for the guys, by 10 pounds for the ladies, every five minutes. Really what we're looking for here is Phil and I want you guys to be able to complete five full rounds, or 25 minutes of this. That means that you guys are going to either um, change how much you put on the bar each round, maybe change the weight that you start at, uh, basically what we want you to do is look at that last round of thrusters. So look at the very end, 25 minutes in, what weight is manageable at that time? And then we'll kind of work our way down from there.
0: Yeah, this, this workout as well as the next one, what we've got on Tuesday, uh, this week, both are very much quick power output windows followed by kind of sort of rest, right? Yeah. This one's totally rest where you're only doing five quick thrusters and then you take a longer break mm-hmm. um, until you get up into the heavier weights where you can't do your thrusters unbroken, in which case you might need to break them up into chunks, but you're about to fail once you get to that point. Yep. Um, so it's, it's an interesting breakdown. It's a different type of, it's a different feeling of workout because you get to progressively uh, kind of wear yourself out while still doing just short bursts of work. Um, I know I did this, what was that, it was probably like four years ago, wasn't it? It was a, long, it was a while ago they released this one, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I told you about it, and you've done it a couple times, so have I, and it's, it's, it's a very interesting feel. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good chance to get good at doing thrusters, become very familiar with your movement, understand how to pace it, time it, where to breathe. And then take those patterns up with you because it's going to get substantially heavy and eventually uh, we all will fail.
1: Yeah, I've done this one four times before, so this will actually be my fifth. Four? Really? Um, yeah, I've done it many times when I was trying to get better at thrusters. It was a good test for me. So, when we were doing this one, uh, if you guys do fail though, if you guys cannot complete your five thrusters within the round um, or within the minute, we want you guys to go down and wait and pick the last successful weight that you completed. So go to the last weight you were able to complete, and we are going to use that weight until we've hit 25 minutes on the clock. So everyone will work for a minimum of 25 minutes, or a minimum of the five weight changes. Uh, So we do want you guys to make sure that you guys are honest about where you start and where you end. Uh, Be reasonable with it. If you guys are going with those 20 pound jumps for guys, just know that it gets heavy. It ends up being 135 in the fourth round, 155 in the sixth round. Um, And then it goes 175, 195, and then into the 200s. So you just got to be careful. Make sure you pick a weight that you guys can
0: do for those five thrusters. Yep, definitely. Uh, So following that one, on Tuesday, we are doing seven rounds, and they're not for time. We're trying to do seven hang power cleans, unbroken, with the heaviest weight that we can do that successfully seven rounds in a row. Once we finish our seven hang power cleans as one unbroken set, then we're going to head outside and jog for recovery for 200 meters. Um, that recovery jog is meant to be a very much a slow and steady jog, but a jog. Not a run and not a walk. Yeah. Uh, since
1: this one isn't for time, it's a little bit different. It's a different feel. Uh, but just like we did yesterday... You guys are going to be working with substantially heavier heavier weights than we would if we saw this workout as seven rounds four time with seven and 200 meter run. Um, So make sure you guys treat this as it's supposed to be. The jog really is recovery. If you guys are coming back in the gym and you don't feel fully recovered, you need to slow your jog down a little bit. You need to make sure you're recovering on that jog because then when we pick up that barbell, we have to do those seven. Uh, There's not really any time to break when we get the bar up and we begin our hang power cleans. You guys are gonna either rest on the shoulders, I guess, if you wanna stand there and rest at the hip, those are your two options. So my suggestion is make sure you guys recover enough on that run that you can move the barbell consistently. I would say um, going up in weight also is okay on this one. I'll probably try to do a little bit of weight ascension, uh, just depending on where you start, if you guys start and it's pretty true to where you should be, you might not need to go up and wait too much. But if you guys feel like there's room to go up a little bit and hold on, I'd say definitely go for it. Um, with that hang power clean though, I want to talk about loading real quick, do not bounce that bar off your quads. We want you guys to load. If you guys are loading properly on a hang power clean, it is super beneficial for actually transferring over into the movement of the clean or the snatch. Uh, learning how to load, engage the hamstring, engage the lats, and then derive yourself up out of that position to pull the bar up to the shoulders. It's extremely helpful. Um, and if we decide we want to do a bounce, then it doesn't tie in as much. We don't see the same loading we see in a clean or in a snatch, and we don't get that same carryover that we'd get if we loaded.
0: Yeah, I kind of look at the bounce as a performer's trick. Yep. It's just a, a little loophole to help you do a little bit more in a little bit less time. But it's not, it's not foundational to good movement practice that helps keep us safe and make us more effective athletes. So it, it really is kind of like a it's painting yourself into a corner because once we go to actually do a, a power clean from the floor and you don't have the effect of that bang back up off your hips, um, you, you're you lessening your capacity to do that movement. So you might as well use this to learn and to grow rather than just to uh, to, I don't know, to put up a couple more pounds and get some bruises.
1: Yep, and it's not for time. So just like Phil said, that's something you use when you're up against the clock. And I would say even more than that, when you're up against a competitor, probably on a on a, on a competition or a competition floor. Um, but when you're in the training grounds and you're in the gym, uh, use the proper clean technique and try to get better that day.
0: Yeah, now something you said earlier, John Michael, and mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to clarify a little bit because I'm confused. You said you might go up and wait, but you also said that you want them to come back in off the run, or everyone to come back in off the run, and immediately pick up their barbell. You can't have both. Um, if I went up and wait, it'd be right after I finish the round. So Just you do so. Do your lifts. Yeah, if you pop if, some plates on and mm-hmm. and then jog your recovery.
1: I think it can be hard to judge it right off the bat and know exactly where you should be.
0: Yeah, that's um, definitely true. I mean, I, yeah. I I don't anticipate that I'm gonna nail it. I think I'm gonna go too heavy and and end up not being able to grip my bar. Yep. And so if you guys find yourself where. You feel like
1: there's room for improvement, or there's room for not improvement, but more weight to be put on the bar. Um, I would say at the end of the round, put it on and then begin that next round. Start that run, come back in. The moment you get in, you're picking it back up. Just because uh, we'll get a good stimulus out of it if we do it properly. But like I said, it's hard to judge your weights right off the bat every time. Um, and if it's too light, by all means, I wouldn't mind if it went up and weight.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And that's mm-hmm. probably good advice because when you go too heavy on something like this, You, if you really hang on and dig yeah. in for seven, you you can definitely mess yourself up.
1: Absolutely. Um, post wad, we are going to have a teen little piece four-time. It is just four-time, 30 burpee box jumps. That's all it is, 30 burpee box jumps. But... It's not a short box. No, guys, it's going to be a 30-inch box. Ladies, it's going to be a 24-inch box. Uh, On these burpee box jumps, I'd say one of the big things, make sure you stand up on top of the box. It's going to be fast, so you guys are going to hop off the box. Some people might even jump off and kind of let themselves lessen the impact with the feet and then drop immediately down into the burpee. It might be a pretty smooth and flowing movement. That being said, stand up all the way on top of the box. Make sure when you catch yourself on top, you're fully standing
0: before you come off yeah when when you're doing a burpee box hop like this um there's two major options in terms of getting off the floor and you really got to think about it because it might actually be a lot smarter and faster and definitely safer for a lot of people to do a step out of the burpee rather than a jump out of the burpee just so you can get a good strong uh positioning for your feet and you can be very confident about where you've placed your feet because you haven't placed them via jump a blind jump you've place them by stepping them into position and that can help you a lot with your confidence on a takeoff for a big box hop like this. Um, I I think I'm probably going to kind of bounce through mine, but I'm pretty confident with a 30 inch box hop at this point. Mm -hmm. If you, if you are less confident, I definitely advise a little step into it because that can help you to set your feet, be aware of where the box is and better, better perceive the effort that you need to jump forward and onto that box safely. And thirty of these reps fast, it's going to get really fuzzy after about the first fifteen.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's going to be a little bit of that pain cave. So make sure that you guys on that jump, make sure you're safe. Make sure you guys are landing on that box safely. Last thing we want to see is anyone's shin. So make sure that you guys are putting attention into that. On to Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to begin. It's going to be a little different on our beginning. We're going to do an interval,
0: um, but our interval is 2 by 1K row. Yeah, we asked you to be quite explosive the first two days of the week uh, to move relatively heavy weights Mm -hmm. and to do some aggressive uh, dynamic movement. So here on Wednesday, we're going to slow things down, pace it out, um, let our muscles kind of warm up, loosen up, and be very well prepared to then move. Not such a heavy bar, but move it fast anyway. Um, so we're starting with a two by one k row at uh, the pace that we want to hold for a five k. So our target five k pace. Um, that target five k pace we we played around with and tested back in uh, back in oh, excuse me back in the winter months. So if you guys remember that effort doing a five kilometer row, then base it off of that as far as whether you want to improve it uh, if you did hit your number or if you still have a goal of of reaching down to a certain number on that interval um that 5k pace if we cut that down into a one kilometer row should be quite manageable it should definitely get your heart rate up it'll get you starting to sweat and then once we finish our first cycle of it we want you to move to loosen up to roll stretch things um, we want to use a five-minute rest window to try to further our, our body's recovery, recovery ability by promoting blood flow to all of it um, and by allowing our muscles to lengthen and, and prepare for, for well, more life. So then after that, we're going to get back on the rower. We've just mobilized. We're going to hit that interval again another 1K at exactly the same pace. So you should be thinking about a consistent stroke rate. You should be thinking about a consistent um, feel to your strokes themselves, a very consistent pull. The numbers really shouldn't change very much. Right from the get-go, you should be able to hit the number you want and and hold it there. And we shouldn't see it deviate much at all um, because this is about consistency over that one kilometer. Yep, and following that, our workout that we are going to be getting ready for
1: Phil kind of said it's a fast you guys are moving a lighter barbell it is three rounds for time 21 push-ups 15 pull-ups and nine snatch now these snatches are caught in a full squat so you guys must pass through a full squat with this the barbell's written at a 115 pound for guys 80 pounds for girls um but it should be a weight I would say that can be done maybe unbroken but two sets maybe a five and a four
0: yeah it's gonna get tough to go unbroken here because it's right after those pull-ups yep Um, but you should be moving, you should be moving a sharp pace for a small set Mm -hmm. and then a very small break. Uh, We're talking like literally less than, less than 10 seconds before you start that second set of snatches. So approach this as such and use a weight that you can, you can move quite well. Um, and you can move well, even if you're feeling like you don't have much grip strength.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a push on the push-up and then a pull followed immediately by that explosive pull under on the bar and stand with the squat. So we, I would say I don't really want to see people go to the singles if we can avoid it. I'd love to see touch and go just because I think it's doable through round two. I think touch and go is definitely doable through round two for sets. And then when you get to that final round, it's the last movement. Um, and it might hurt a little bit, but you have nine reps to go. You're
0: almost there. Yeah, this movement... Um... Well, these snatches, the nine snatches, definitely favor somebody who knows where they're going, right? Yep. You need to be quick under that bar because it's not about putting the bar very high. If you're doing a lot of that, you're going to wear out your arms and your grip even more because you're pulling it up with those with those two pieces. Um, what you need to be doing is really pushing with your legs and then dropping under fast and using your legs again to stand up. This should... It should feel almost like you're doing a round of Cindy kind of. You've got your push-ups, you've got some pull-ups, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're doing, you're doing these double squats with a snatch. Um, your legs should feel it in those nine reps, and it should feel like you're banging through a fast set of squats pretty much uh, to get done with those nine reps if you're going unbroken, which is what we really want to see here.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a quick and aggressive workout. On those push-ups, be honest with how you need to scale them, your scaling method make sure that you guys are doing good quality push-ups. We've done, I mean, we've done countless weeks of push-ups now uh, with Murph and with the Hammy and with all the things that we've had leading up. We've done a lot of push-ups. So you guys know what a good quality push-up is. So make sure that you guys are trying to do that. It's going to be, what, 63 reps? So it's a decent amount of push-ups. And if you guys do these good quality, uh, they're going to burn out pretty well. Um, and it's going to get tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for me it's going to be really hard to go that third round unbroken on the push-ups. Absolutely. Um, especially knowing that I still have two more movements. If it was at the end, maybe I can grit it out. But I think, I think I'm going to find that I'm wanting to break it t- in order to go quickly and do good reps at the same time. Um, yeah, quality over speed. Absolutely. Every that's, day. that's what we want. All right. Well, that has been Monday through Wednesday, part A of
1: our weekly walkthrough. So make sure you guys tune back in on Wednesday. We'll release part B. We were a little untimely this week just because coming back from vacation. Um, but we'll be back on Wednesday, releasing part B. And we talked about it last time. If you guys do have questions, you guys can email Phil or I or you guys can leave them in the podcast comments. And we are going to try to make some type of podcast where we answer some questions or we go over uh, go over some
0: Just ideas that other people have. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the gyms.